The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look at the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. Mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target. And walks about among human beings disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for a great metropolitan paper. Curious events at Horn House, the New England home of Jimmy Olsen's Aunt Louisa, have led Jimmy and Clark Kent to believe that a group of smugglers is using the place together with its old lighthouse and dock, as a secret base. Queer sounds in the cellar below the kitchen, lamps in the lighthouse, which has been dark for two generations. Strange behavior on the part of old Miss Horn herself. When we last saw them, Kent and Jimmy had rushed out to the lighthouse and captured a man who had been signaling from the tower after a chase that left the stranger unconscious. While still at the lighthouse, Kent and Jimmy had received an urgent plea for help from old Aunt Louisa, back in the kitchen of Horn House, in the form of three sharp rings of the house telephone bell. A signal for help suggested to her by Kent. As our story continues today, Jimmy and Kent are hurrying back over the stretch of beach to Horn House, carrying the unconscious figure of the stranger between them. Listen. Steady, Jimmy. Look, why don't you run on ahead? No, I'll stick here with you, Mr. Kent. You can carry this guy all by yourself. Oh, yes, I could. Anyway, we're almost there. Who do you think he is? Can't imagine. We'll hang on to him until we find out, I can tell you that. Hey, look. Look ahead. Didn't we leave your aunt in the kitchen with the lights lit? Golly, that's so. Now the lights are out. It's dark. The whole house is dark. Aunt Lou! Aunt Lou! She must have needed help, or she wouldn't have rung the telephone. Come on, Jimmy. Oh, here we are. All right, open the door. Okay. Golly, it's dark. Aunt Lou! Here. Drop this fellow on the floor for now. There we are. All right, find the switch. I... I got it here. Right, Scott, Mr. Kent, look. The cellar door. We left it closed and now it's open. Jimmy, what's that whining? Sounds like a dog in the closet. It's Tiger. Aunt Lou must have shut him in. But what for? And where is she? I don't know where she is, but I know where she went. She opened the door and went down in the cellar. Come on, Mr. Kent. We've got to find her, quick. Wait a minute. That dog, Tiger. Does he know you, Jimmy? Will he do what you say? Sure he will, but what do you want? We'll make him stand guard over this fellow on the floor. Come on, let him out. Hurry. Careful, hey, Jimmy. stop him. Stop him. He's going for the line. No. No, he's not. Jimmy, look. He knows him. The dog knows him. He's licking his face. 
By golly, you're right. Hey, stop it. Stop it, Tiger. Tiger. Mr. Kent, who is he? Search me, Jimmy. We can't wonder about that now. We've got to find your aunt. Come on, down the cellar door. No, Jimmy, wait. I may be wrong. You go upstairs and look all over. Look through the library. She never went there. It's been locked for years. Oh, never mind. Look everywhere. We can't afford to miss her. I'll go down cellar. Now, if you find her, yell out. Quick now. Okay. I'd rather come with you, Mr. Kent. If you say look upstairs, that's what I'll do. That's the boy. What about this guy here? I'm afraid he's hurt more than I thought. We can't do anything about that right now. Now that we find Miss Horn. Go along, Jimmy. Okay, Mr. Kent. Tiger, you stay right there. You hear? Stay there. Thank heavens. Got rid of Jimmy. She didn't go upstairs. She came down here in the cellar. There may be trouble. And I don't want the boy mixed up in it if I can help. Jimmy, Mr. Kent! Miss Horn! Quick! She's calling. Quick! She's not here in the cellar. Jimmy! Where are... Great Scott, that wall. There's an opening, an opening in the cellar wall, and it's closing. Ah. Oh, too late. She's down the passageway, a secret passageway under Horn House, and the wall's closed behind her. But concrete doesn't stop Superman. Not for long. Almost through. I never saw this when I was down here before. Never thought the wall wasn't solid. Well, that won't stop me. Not over three seconds more. Now then. Miss Horn! Miss Horn! Jimmy! I'm coming, Miss Horn! Mr. Kent, what's the matter? I heard the noise. Jimmy, he's coming down the stairs. Back to Clark Kent. Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent, what happened? Golly, that hole, where does it lead to? Jimmy, you're just in time. Your aunt's down there. I heard her calling. Jimmy! Come on. Jimmy! Coming, Miss Horn! Jimmy! 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 Come on, Mr. Kent. I hear her. Golly, what is this place? Jimmy... It's a secret passageway. A gallery. Where does it go to? I don't know. Probably down in the dock. Oh, there's your aunt. She's all right. Aunt Lou. Aunt Lou. Here we are. Jimmy. Oh, Mr. Kent. Oh, it's all right, Miss Horn. What's happened? Are you hurt? No. No, I'm not hurt, but they've gone. They've gone away. Who's gone away? Mr. Kent. Look. What? There's open water right ahead. We've come out under the dock. Miss Horn, tell us quickly what happened. Why did you come down here? Well, just after you left to go to the lighthouse... I heard that same noise down the cellar. I declare it frightened me, Mr. Kent. Why didn't you stay in the kitchen? We warned you. When someone's making free with my cellar, I should say not. So I just locked Tiger in the closet. And down I went. And this time I caught him. Red-handed, too. Aunt Lou, the telephone bell. You rang it. I heard what Mr. Kent told me, and it's just what I did. I knew you'd come. Well, Miss Horn, go on. These men, what were they doing? There was that big opening in the cellar wall, and I popped right in. Mr. Kent, they was dragging a big box right down through this gallery towards the dock. Listen. Listen, what's that? It's a boat. Smugglers. They've been using the cellar as a place to keep their stuff, and then they take it away through the secret door of the gallery. Why didn't you call sooner? Well, them right in front of me. Why, they have Never mind that now. Mr. Kent, that boat, it got away. I can't hear it anymore. Jimmy, you take your hand back to the kitchen. I'll stay here. Maybe I can do something. Just ahead. Why? 
Jimmy and I found this fellow in the lighthouse. He was signaling. Signaling? Yes, one of the smugglers. We caught him. Then we heard you ring the telephone bell and brought him along. He's hurt. Hurt? Yes. Oh, my legs. Quick, Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent, hurry. Tiger, get down. Keep him away. Get down, Tiger. Get him up. Down. Get him up. Get him up. Down, Tiger. All right, now up the stairs. Down, Tiger. Down. Get down. Get down. What's the matter with you? Crazy. That's what he is, Jim. Get down. Keep him up. My God, we shall have the law on you for this. Why, who was that? Where did he come from? Jasper Quinnick, whatever in the world. Mr. Kent, this fellow was here when I ran up. And Tiger was going for him, just like you saw. But the other one, he's there in the dining room, on the couch. Yes, I put him there. And that's what I get for it. In the dining room? Where is he? I want to see him. You stay here, Louisa Horn. I want to talk to you. What do you think I come here for? I don't care, Jasper Quimby. I won't talk to you now, not for all the mortgages in Maine. Oh, I... Now, Mr. Quimby, if that's the name, we're sorry about this. What happened? The dog didn't really hurt you, did he? I come here to talk to Miss Lou about her mortgage. Came to the door. And then I seen that poor fella on the floor with a dog all over him. Thought he was killed. So you came in to help, eh? Of course I did. Who wouldn't? Picked him up and carried him onto the couch. Huh? And then that there dog laid into me like I don't know what. I'll say you did. Gosh, mister. I thought you were a goner, all right. Clear. Tiger ever do a thing like that before, Jimmy? Not that I ever heard of. Listen here, I can't stand around all night. I come here to talk to Miss Lou. Well, I'm terribly sorry, but you heard what she said. No. Won't talk to me, eh? Well, I ain't coming many more times. Now, look here, Mr. Quinby. Miss Horn's been upset this evening. Let her get a rest. Rest? Don't you worry. I ain't going to bother her none. I'm going right out. Right this minute. Open the door, boy. Yes, sir. Only please don't hold this against Aunt Lou. She's just not herself. Never mind telling me my business, young man. Just you get that there door open. Reckon I know when I ain't wanted. I'll ask Miss Horn to get in touch with you tomorrow, Mr. Quinby. Just a second. The door's stuck. Oh, no, it isn't either. It's locked. There. Good night, Mr. Quimby. Aunt Lou will see you tomorrow. Yeah, maybe she will, and maybe she won't. Gee, I guess he's pretty sore. Is he, Jimmy? Sore or relieved? Relieved? Golly, Mr. Kent, what do you mean? I mean he was relieved to be getting off so easily. Getting off? Oh, Jimmy, wake up. Does a man pick the middle of the night in a night like this to come and talk about mortgages? Jiminy, I, I never thought of that. Oh. Says he came in to help a man on the floor being attacked by a dog. But the door was locked when you tried to let him out. Say, that's right. You think he rushed in and then calmly turned around and locked himself into a room with a savage dog? Well, do you? But, but if he didn't... Jimmy, that man Jasper Quinby was here in Horn House all the time. He was here, but we didn't see him. You see what that means? It means there's another secret passage in the house that leads directly into this room. Oh, Mr. Kent, Mr. Kent, can't you do something? Now, Jimmy, keep all this to yourself. Not a word to your Aunt Lou. Now that we know what it means. I get you, Mr. Kent. All right. Coming, Miss Horn. Mr. Quinby left. He said he'd see you tomorrow. Oh, 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 Aunt Lou, you've been crying. Oh, he's so white and still. Just look at him. Can't we get a doctor, Mr. Kent? He'll be all right, Miss Horn. After all, it's his own fault. Aunt Lou, what is it? What's the matter? Oh, don't you understand? Don't you see? You knew I was hiding something, not telling you everything. Miss Horn. You thought I got you out of the house on purpose, and I did. You did? I was a threat of this. I, I didn't know for sure, but when Tiger got so quiet that first night, I just knew. Tiger? Mr. Kent, I know. Don't you remember just a while ago when we let him out of the closet? How he tried to lick the guy's face? Miss Horn. Great heavens. You don't mean... Yes, Mr. Kent, I do. My own flesh and blood. Running with no goods and smugglers. This is my nephew. 
This is Christopher Horn. <laughs> Christopher Horn. At least a part of the mystery is solved. But what of the rest? What strange connection is there between Christopher Horn and Jasper Quinby? And what was Quinby himself doing in Horn House? And why was he suddenly attacked by the dog, Tiger? Next time, more thrills, excitement. Tune in and follow the thrilling story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman. Champion of the weak and the oppressed. Valiant fighter for truth and justice. Faster than an airplane. Stronger than a locomotive. Who appeared on Earth from the planet Krypton. And walked about among human beings as mild Clark Kent. News reporter for the Daily Planet. Spending a vacation on the New England coast. Kent and young Jimmy Olsen, copy boy for the Planet City Room. Have found that Horn House, the home of Jimmy's Aunt Louisa Horn. Is a secret base for smugglers. When we last saw them, Kent and Jimmy had just learned that the stranger they caught signaling from the tower of the abandoned lighthouse was Aunt Louise's nephew, Christopher Horn. And that the house itself, unknown even to its present owner, was a maze of secret passageways and galleries. Jasper Quinby, local banker, had been found in the middle of the locked kitchen and had been allowed to go before it was realized that he could not possibly have entered in the usual way. After much talk, and efforts to revive the unconscious Christopher, the family had retired for the night, and nothing further had occurred. But our story continues it is next morning. Aunt Louisa, Kent, and Jimmy are at breakfast in the dining room. Listen. Thanks, Aunt Lou. I will have another donut. How about you, Mr. Kent? Oh, no, no thanks, Jimmy. My plate's clean, and I'm going to keep it that way. Say, uh, by the way, Miss Horn, where did you get these plates? They're mighty pretty. Yeah, I noticed them too, Aunt Lou. Aren't they kind of special? They look Chinese. They are Chinese, Jimmy. My very special Kent, I said. Only used for company. Oh, boy, Mr. Kent. Your company. Your great grandfather <laughs> Horn brought them from China 60 years ago, along with the jade. Jade? You mean to say you've got some real Chinese jade, Miss Horn? Well, not now, Mr. Kent, but we did have. I never saw it, but Land knows I've heard of it. 
It was the jade that was going to make the family fortune. Where is it now, Aunt Lou? Oh, goodness knows, Jimmy. Sixty years ago, reckon it's near sixty-five now, it just vanished. Clean out of sight, between the night and the morning. Oh, Miss Hoy, what do you mean? That's what I say, Mr. Kent. Reckon he ain't lost the use of a tongue. One night it was here, right here in Horn House, and next day it was gone. Golly, stolen? We never knew. And we couldn't ask because your great-grandpa was gone, too. Gone where, Miss Horn? Nobody ever knew till they found him two weeks later. Found him? You mean to say... Did your ma ever tell you, Jimmy? No, I reckon she couldn't. On her side of the family. Yes, she was dead. Lying on the beach. They found him at the ebb tide. Sounds just like a mystery novel. And they never found the jade? Never. More's the pity. Was it worth much? Worth much. My land, boy. Jade like that? Well, reckon it's worth its weight in gold, all right. Grandpa had mighty close to a trunk full. Great Scott. But Miss Horn, where did he get it? Like I said, from China. He was a clipper captain, Mr. Kent. Every voyage he'd bring back something else. Pictures, wallpaper, dishes. Wallpaper? Don't shout so, Jimmy. Mighty particular Grandpa was. I hardly remember him myself, but I've heard Ma tell about him when was the time. Had the wallpaper made special for this very room. In Shanghai, I think it was. Oh. This wallpaper here? It's so faded now, you can't make it out. But the picture on that wall shows it was the same thing. Why, my land. clue, what's the matter? My stolen body. Look there, right on the wall behind you, Mr. Kent. For what? The picture. Where? It's, it's gone. Why, that's so. Golly, I never noticed. Jimmy, did you break that picture and say nothing about it? Me? Gosh, Aunt Lou, what do you take me for, a kid? Well, I wouldn't put it past you. So, Mr. Kent, what's the matter? He's your nephew. Oh, oh, Christopher. Where's that man, that window? Why, oh, no, wait, take it easy. Sit down, man, before you fall. Hey, wait a minute. Lie down there on the sofa. No. I'll get you a drink of water. That's Christopher, you no. shouldn't have gotten up. You should have stayed in bed. Never mind that. There's something I've got to do. We've all got to do. Where's Quimby? Quimby went home. What about him? He... He tried to murder me. What? He tried to murder me, but I couldn't help myself. Jasper Queenie? Oh, I... Last night he came in and found me. I'd just come to. He, he tried to strangle me there on the couch. If it hadn't been for Tiger. Tiger? Gee, Mr. Kent, that's why he went for him. Tiger, he was always crazy about me. Mr. Horn, I think we'd better have an understanding. Yeah, the sooner the better. Why would Jasper Quinby want to kill you? Because he knows I'm on to him. What? He knows I know. So, Christopher, no what? Aunt Lou, I, I had to do it. I had to run with that gang till, till I could find out. What? Well, find out what? There's a, there's secret passages all, all through the house. Couldn't be found on me. Got into the library and so did I, but it was too late. Too late. Christopher Horn, what are you talking about? What am I talking about? Aunt Lou, don't you know that... The Chinese jade. Great-grandfather jade is right here in this house. Why? It Christopher, is. what do you mean? Here in the house. Great heavens. Where? Where is it? That's what I don't know, but Jasper Quinby does. Jasper Quinby? That's what he was hanging around for. Maybe he was after it last night. Christopher, how does Quinby know about Grandgrandpa jade? Ask me some more. Ask me how I know. It's in the library, Aunt Lou. It's all in the library, but they never looked The library? All the old log books, everything he wrote on his voyages. I was always a great reader, Aunt Lou. You know that. So I should say I do. I read the logs. I read them all. 
He'd written it down. Old Joshua Horn. What he was going to do... Mr. Horn, do you mean to tell me that the hiding place of the Chinese jade is in old Captain Horn's logbooks? Wait. Wait till I tell you. I read them all. and got closer and closer, but... When I came to what I needed most, the pages were missing. What? Torn out. And do you know who'd taken them? It was Jasper Quinby. Somehow he knew. Don't ask me how, but he did. Quinby's bad lot. All of them. Our people always had trouble with Quinby's. Even way back. And that's it. Maybe Jasper heard it from his father. Mr. Horn, what was in those log books? A sketch? A chart? I don't know. I know everything else. I know that you can only get into where the jade is a couple times each year. What? I'm six, Christopher. What do you mean? I don't know. All I can tell you is what I read in the log books. Maybe it's got something to do with the tides. But that's how it is. Only, only a couple times each year. And right now is one of the times. Jiminy, then you say Quinby knows where it is. He told me he was mighty near it. And that's why he... Why he wanted the house. He's in the smuggling racket when he's after the jade. And that's why I joined up for it. Lou says, oh. says I could find out. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris, I knew you wasn't really bad. I reckon I lost. It's too late. Lindy was in here last night. Before he came in and found me, I, I reckon he'd get what he needs. Maybe it's a chart. Maybe it's a no, not a map. A picture. Mr. Kent, what do you mean? Don't you see? The picture on the wall. The picture that's missing. Oh, my soul. Golly, Mr. Kent, do you think that's it? Aunt Lou, what was it? I, uh, why, I don't hardly recollect. Yes, I do, too. It was a picture of some gardens. The Golden Gardens, I think it was. Well, whatever it was, that's where the secret is, and Quinby knew it. He took it last night. Oh, what fools we were to let him go. We might have known. Mr. Kent, maybe it's not too late now. I don't know. He wouldn't wait long, no longer than he had to. But he wouldn't work by daylight. He'd wait till dark. Where does he live? Quinby? Yes. Lance, way back in town. Big white house on the hill. Uh-huh. Mr. Kent, what are you going to do? I'm off. I can't waste time now. Look after Christopher. I'll hurry all I can. Well, I never... On earth, what'll happen next? Christopher, what's the matter with him, Aunt Lou? Oh, Mr. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, he'll, he'll be all right, Aunt Lou. Don't you worry. Golly, look. He's right on to where the picture was. Say, Jimmy, what are you looking at? Look, this is funny. All the wallpapers faded out, except for the picture was. Did it hang here long? Ever since your great-grandpa put it there. Well, look. You can see what the pattern was just as clear as anything. My gosh, Aunt Lou. Jimmy, don't scream like that. It's enough to give a buddy the jumps. Aunt Lou, did you say back a while ago that the wallpaper was the same as the picture? Didn't you say that, Lou? Yes, I did. Captain Joshua had the wallpaper made order from the picture. Jimmy! Jimmy, what are you doing standing on your head? Aunt Lou, look here. Oh, my gosh, look. We discovered something, don't you see? See what? The pattern. The Chinese pattern. Turn it around and it's a map. A regular map of Lighthouse Point and Horn House. Look. Jimmy Olson, you're out of your mind. Not, I'm not. No wonder Quinby swiped it. And to think it has been here all these years, just looking right at us. I don't believe it. It ain't possible. But it is, can't you see? In all those white lines. Aunt Lou, those are the secret passages. Jimmy, I tell you, I don't believe it. And even if it is, what good does it do us? What good does it do us? Don't you understand? 
Aunt Lou, it means that we can find where the jade is ourselves, just by following the drawings. Right now, too. And wait. What's this? Well, there's writing all around the edge of each pattern. Wait a minute, I'll try to read it. Jimmy, you're making that up. I'm not. Honest, I'm not. Listen. Take twice three turns and two turns more. The water waits behind the door. Turn seven stones. Make haste. For then the sea too soon comes in again. What? That sounds like silly gibberish to me. What's it mean? I don't know, but look. See this long line leading out of the other? With a thing like a sun at the top of it? Aunt Lou, I'll bet that's where the secret room is. And you and I are going to find it. Just as soon as I've cut out this wallpaper. I don't believe you know what you're talking Shades of old Captain Joshua Horn. Is the Chinese wallpaper pattern really a map of Lighthouse Point? Does it chart the way to the secret chamber? What is the meaning of the strange rhyme written on the margins of the print? What terrible secret lies in wait at the end of the winding passageway? Tune in next time for the thrilling, unbelievable climax. Follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice. Mighty champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from the planet Krypton with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and walks about among men disguised as Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw them, Kent had gone off to find Jasper Quinby and forced the truth from him, while Jimmy and his aunt, left behind, had suddenly discovered that a sketch showing the location of the hidden chamber... Plus, a cryptic message, apparently giving further directions, was contained in the pattern of an old Chinese wallpaper in the dining room. They determined to follow it at once, even in Kent's absence. As our story continues today, Jimmy and Miss Horn are deep in the passages under Hornhouse, following turnings toward the sea. But even as they wind through the dim galleries, others are before them. Jasper Quinby and his helper have already reached the secret door. Listen. Pete, we're right on top of it. Don't it sound hollow? Yeah, I'll say it does. Yeah. Old Captain Horn was smart. He was mighty smart. Smart? What do you mean? You know what he done, Pete? Huh? He hid the stuff way down here in a watertight chamber. And then he fixed it so nobody could find it. Not even himself. Till everything was just exactly right. Well, what do you mean? I'll show you what I mean. You know where the tide is right now? The tide? Why, sure, it's mighty near dead low. That's right. But that ain't all. Now, listen good, Pete. Two or three times each year, the tide ebbs real low and comes in real high. You know that, don't you? Well, sure I know it. What of it? Well, now, listen to this. Captain Horn fixed his secret room so you could only get into it just when the tide got real low. He brought that punk full of Chinese jade down here to the secret room at dead low tide. He waited till just the right time, and then he went in. But something slipped. 
and he didn't get out. Ah, uh, but listen, Quinby, how could that be? If he got in, why couldn't he get out? Don't ask me, Pete. Maybe he forgot. Maybe he was half crazy. I don't know about that. But I do know this, because I read it in his own books. He fixed this place so whoever goes in has only got just so long. They got to get in and get out, right at the lowest ebb of the tide. If they don't, if they hang around, the door closes automatically as the water comes in. What do you mean, Pete? That's their chamber. Back of that wall connects with the sea. I know that much. And pretty near all the time, it's full of water. Look here. So what's you doing, Quinby? I'm pulling out these stones. Watch now. Here's the last one. What he called the keystone. Hey, hey, watch it. There's a lot of water coming out. Put it back. Yeah, you? Put yeah, it back. you bet I'll put it back, Pete. You see that water? That means the chamber's still filled up. But it ain't time yet. Well, what are we going to do? Wait? We'll wait, all right. But not here. We're going down to the dock and make sure the boys are ready with the boat. Come on. And as Quinby and his lieutenant disappear down the passageways, Jimmy and Aunt Lou approach the secret door of the hidden room that the smugglers have just left. Look here, Aunt Lou. Read what it says on the wallpaper I cut from the wall. Take twice three turns and two turns more. The water waits behind the door. The 14th stone, make haste. For then the sea too soon comes in again. I believe great-grandpa was crazy. It don't make no sense to me at all. It makes sense to me, all right. Look, the passageway's turned eight times, just like it says. And there a wall with a row of stones halfway up. Jimmy, what you doing? Now, you be careful. I'm counting up. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Aunt Lou, this is the fourteenth stone. Now you be careful. It turns. Golly, it comes right out. Look. On my legs. Now what? I don't know. Something ought to happen. What did that thing say? The sea too soon comes in again? What's it mean by that? Oh, I don't know. I I guess it was just to make it rhyme. Aunt Lou, look, will you look? My stolen body. The wall was the door in it. And the door's opening up. Jimmy. Jimmy, there's a room in there. With water all over the floor. My legs. Aunt Lou, look. That's it. That's the secret chamber. It's open and we can go right in. Come on. Oh, it don't hardly seem right. Closed all these years. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, look. Look there. Ain't that a chest, ain't it? It's a chest, all right, Aunt Lou. You think that's it? That's it. Great-grandpa Horn's sea chest. Where he kept the jade. Jimmy, look. Is it locked? Wait. No, no. It's it's fastened down with a kind of a hasp. But it's not locked. Well, open it. Open it quick. There it goes. Aunt Lou, look. It's full of packages. Little packages all done up. Here, take one and open it. It's ringing wet. Like you've been watering it. Can't understand how that could be. Here. Now, Jim, look. Aunt Lou, is that it? Is that the piece of jade? That's it, all right. Oh, Jimmy, we've found it. We've found what's been hid all these years. We've got a fortune. I won't have to sell the house. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, steady, Aunt Lou. Don't cry. I'm not, I'm not crying. I'm just as happy. Oh, dear. Jimmy, look at it. It ain't a big chest, but it's full to the top. You say it's worth a lot of money, Aunt Lou? Oh, my land, yes. Goodness knows how much. If poor mother only had it, if she'd only known. Oh. What's that, Aunt Lou? Well, the door. Quick, quick. Why? What happened? It's just shut. Jimmy, go get it open again. I'll Jimmy, try. Quick. I'll go try, on. Aunt Lou. Here, here. Come here and push. Come on, Aunt Lou. Wait a minute. What's that? I hear something. Listen. 
water. There's water coming out of that hole in the wall. Can't Jimmy, move. the chest. That's why it was wet. There was water in the room. It was full of water. It's filling up again. Jimmy, that's what's wrong with Captain Joshua. Oh, Jimmy, get that door. That blue push on it. Mr. Push Jimmy. hard. Look at the water. It's coming up Mr. fast. Jimmy. It's all around my ankles. Mr. Kent, help. Help, Mr. Superman went off to find Jasper Quinby at his home, has not been successful, and has now returned to Horn House. Jimmy! Jimmy Olsen! Jimmy, where are you? Miss Horn! Huh. That's queer. I wonder what's happened. Maybe they're upstairs with Chris. Oh, Jimmy! Oh, hello, Tiger. Good dog. All right, Tiger. Now, keep out of my way, Tiger. Run along, find a bone. That's a good dog. Run along, will you? Looking for Jimmy and Miss Horn. Wait a minute, Tiger. What, what's the matter with you? Wait now. What do you want? Let go of my coat, Tiger. Tiger, drop that. Take your feet off me. They're all muddy. What? Now, wait. What, what is it, Tiger? What do you want, boy? Is Jimmy down in the cellar? Is that what you want? You want me to follow you? Great heavens. They're in trouble. That's what the dog wants. They're down in the galleries. Something's happened. Tiger. Good dog now. Good dog. All right, now go on. Go on. Go find Jimmy. Find Miss Horn. That's a good dog. I'm right with you, Tiger. Go on. Go on. Dog on your feet. I told you not to waste all that time. I couldn't help it, Quinby. Now, there's a good chance we're too late. The tide will be back in the chamber. Uh, here we are. Here's the wall. Hey, Quinby. Listen. What's that? Voices. Voices in the room. Here. Pete. It's the kid and the old woman. Pete. They're in there and the tide's got them. Oh, Lord, Quinby. How'd they do it? They're caught. They're caught sure, Pete. Come on. Get out of this. I don't want no part of it. We've got to get away. Listen. I hear a dog. Someone's coming. Run. Run back to the boat. Maybe the water comes in here too. Run, Pete. I'm getting out of here. Run. 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 Tiger. Go on, Tiger. Where are they? Don't stop there. That's just a wall. Wait. Great heavens. They're in the secret room. They're caught. They're drowning. Tiger, keep back, boy. This is a job for Superman, and I must work fast. Look out. Jimmy! Jimmy, I'm coming. There we are. Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent, I knew you'd come. Quick, Jimmy. My heavens, it's a mill race. Run. Run back up the gallery. Miss Horn. I'm all right. I don't need no help. Quick, come on, Aunt Lou. Mr. Kent, that chest. Run. Run out ahead as fast as you can. There's water coming all the time. Hurry, we'll be caught. There they go. Now the chest. Just make it. Just in the nick of time. Oh, thank heavens, they're out. Now off with the chest. You drink your tea, yeah? I'm going up to see Chris. Is there anything more you want? No, thanks. Got plenty, Aunt Lou. Plenty here. And I can use a little nourishment, I'll tell you. Before I go, Mr. Kent, I... I just 
one is taken. No, 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 no. Don't you say a word, Miss well, Warren. Please. You got us out of that dreadful place. You brought back Captain Joshua's chest. And now, well, we've got the Horn family, Jade, and... And yes, I... and Jimmy and I have a tremendous story for the paper. Don't forget that. Come on there, young fella. Get a move on. Get that tea down in a hurry. We'll go find the nearest telegraph office. You betcha. Everybody safe and sound after an exciting, almost fatal adventure in the mysterious galleries of Hornhouse. And another scoop for the Daily Planet is delivered by Clark Kent. But what's coming next? Already back in the Planet offices, another adventure is waiting. Thrilling. Incredible. Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman. Mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can twist steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target. He walked about among human beings disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered news reporter for the Daily Planet. As our story opens, we find Clark Kent in Editor Terry White's office. With him is Lois Lane, girl reporter. From the backwoods mountain regions near the isolated town of Gravesend, the Daily Planet has been receiving strange reports, mysterious disappearances of Gravesend inhabitants, a terrifying pillar of fire that burns in the hills. Then this morning, Editor White received a letter from Gravesend. He's about to read it to Clark Kent and Lois Lane when the phone rings. Listen. There it is. White speaking. Hello. Hello. I want the editor. This is the editor. What can I do for you? Oh, so they finally let me talk to you. I'm calling from Gravesend. From Gravesend, eh? Hold the wire a second. Kent. Lois, pick up the extension pole. I want you both to listen in on this. Okay. Come on, Miss Lane. Over here. All set, Kent? Yes, go ahead, Mr. Hyde. I'm uh, sorry about the interruption, Mr. Uh... Uh, Harris is my name. Uh-huh. Uh, did you get a letter from someone in Gravesend? Why, yes. Mr. Lee Jenkins. Has anything new happened up there? Nothing that's any of your business. Now, I'm calling to tell you not to pay no attention to Lee Jenkins' letter. He's a crazy fool. You mean you don't need any help? I'll make it stronger than that. We're warning you newspaper folks to stay away. Us Gravesenders can take care of our own trouble. We don't want no outsiders up here. Hello. Hello. Hello, Harris. Operator. I've been cut off. Hello. No, you don't, Mr. White. He hung up on you. Warned to stay away. That proves it. Something is brewing up there, Kent. Something serious. Where is that letter that Harris spoke about, Mr. White? Uh, On my desk. Uh, Here. uh, Here. Read it, Kent. Looks like an old man's handwriting. Dear editor, I write to you because other folks is afraid. Ever since the pillar of fire come up out of the ground in Gravesend, we have been living in fear of our lives. Three people went up to look at the flame and never come back. The leader says it's a sign that we should leave our homes and move away, 
but some of us ain't got the money to move. Please help us. Is that all of it? No, no, there's a bit more, Miss Lane. If you send up a reporter, have him meet me at the bridge five miles outside of town at 11 o'clock Monday night. Why, that's tonight. You're right. Here's the rest of it. Don't let him come to the village if he values his life. Signed, Lee Jenkins. Well, Ken, what do you make of it? Well, it's hard to say, Mr. White. Would you like to go up there and look into it? I certainly would. And I'll go with you. Uh, it might be dangerous for you, Lois. Those mountaineers have no respect for law and order. Well, I'm not afraid. Well, all right. You both start immediately. You'll have a 200-mile drive over a narrow mountain road. But you should be able to reach that bridge that Jensen mentioned by 11 tonight. And, uh, Ken. Yes, Mr. White? Now, please be careful. Be very careful. What time is it, Miss Lane? It's, uh, just 10.30 p.m. How far are we from that bridge? Oh, about 10 miles, if we're on the right road. I wish I was sure. Maybe you'd better stop and look at that map. Ah, good idea. Ah, let's have a look here. Well, here we are. Yeah. Turn left at the forks there. Yeah, this must be the road. Oh, what's that? Oh, just cowbells. Probably a farm nearby. Oh. Yes, I'm certain this is the road, all right. We'll keep going. Listen, Mr. Kent. That sounds coming closer. Oh, forget it. It's only cowbells. No, it isn't. Look down that road. That white shadow. Somebody walking in this direction. Coming into the beam of our headlights. Well... It's an old man. Well, that's lucky. We'll ask him how far we are from the bridge. He's carrying a string of bells in his hands. Look how he's dressed. Yeah, long hooded robe. Well, that's an odd costume for a man to be wearing. Mr. Kent, I'm scared. Uh, pardon me, mister. Can you tell us whether this road leads to the Gravesend Bridge? Go back. Go back. Oh, Mr. Kent. Say, all we want is some information, mister. Go back. Go back. Danger lies ahead. Oh, Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. No, no, no. Don't be afraid. Look. Look, he's walking into the woods. <laughs> I'm going to follow him and find out what this is all about. No. You stay here. I, I don't want to be left alone. Well, all right. He's gone anyway. Disappeared through the trees. Like a shadow. Oh, Mr. Kent, let's get away from here quickly. Okay. Can't say that I blame him. What time is it now, Miss Lane? Exactly 11 o'clock. Oh, good. We should be at that bridge soon. Yes, there it is in front of us. Why don't we just drive across and park on the other side? Ah. Well, we make good time from the city. Do you see anybody? No. Not a soul. Neither do I. Well, we're on time, but Jenkins hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, I have a feeling something's wrong. He's not going to come. I know it. Oh, Miss Lane, you're still upset about that old man. And why not, Kent? Can you explain that strange costume and, and the bells and warning? Clark, Kent, you haven't heard a word I've been saying. What's the matter with you? Miss Lane, wait. You smell something burning? Yes. Yes, I do. Smells like rope. Or maybe the car... No, no. It seems to be coming from under the bridge. Let's walk over there and take a look, huh? Okay. 
I see it. Something sputtering down there under the bridge girder. Mr. Ken, it is a rope. Rope, nothing. That's a fuse, and that box it's attached to must be a bomb. Get back, run for your life. Oh, good heavens, Mr. Ken. Don't talk, keep running. That fuse had only an inch or two to go. Whoever put it there expected us to park on the bridge. Oh, it's lucky for us that we didn't. Oh, Mr. Kent, do you think Jenkins could have planted that bomb? Oh, I'm sure it wasn't Jenkins. His letter indicated he was much too anxious to have us help him. Well, that must have been that man who telephoned Mr. White. You know, Harris. That's possible. And I don't think Jenkins will meet us. Harris knew about his letter and probably stopped him from coming. Well, what do we do now? Well, we can't go back. The bridge is gone. I guess we just have to go on to Gravesend. Mr. Kent, in spite of the warning? Well, they won't expect us now. They'll figure that we're either dead or stuck on the other side of the bridge. Remember, that bomb was timed to go off at 11 o'clock sharp. Yeah. We'll drive on to the town and find a place to put up for the night. Does that suit you? Well, you have to. Nothing else to do. All right. Let's get going. by now? Well, we can't be very far away. Hey, what's that up ahead? Just see it in the headlights. Why, why, it's a gate. And a high wall. And houses behind the wall. Well, Miss Lane, that must be Gravesend. Well, why should they have a wall around it? It's odd, isn't it? Well, we'll soon find out. Nobody at the gate. Well, we can't blow the horn. It might wake up the wrong people. We've got to get in somehow. You stay here, Miss Lane. I'm going to try that gate. Then leave me here alone? I'll only be gone a few minutes. There's nothing to be afraid of if you do as I say. No matter what happens, stay in the car. Uh, do you have your police whistle with you? Yeah. Well, if you should need me, give it a good hard blast and I'll come back in a jiffy. But I'm sure you won't need me. Now then, I'm far enough away from the car. Miss Lane can't see me. And this looks like a job for Superman. Something very strange about all this. People don't blow up bridges and build walls around their village unless they have good reason. First, I'll get through this gate and find Lee Jenkins. Now, lock tight. Heavy steel latch. That's not too much for Superman. I'll just put on the pressure. Oh, it must be a foot thick, reinforced by iron bands. This ought to snap the lock. Well, that did it. Ah, there we are. Post is clear. Now to locate Lee Jenkins. Uh, wait. No. Someone's running this way. I'd better change back to Clark. Hey, oh, how did you get in here? Who do you want? Oh, uh, your gate was unlocked. Uh, I'm looking for uh, Mr. Lee Jenkins. Unlocked, eh? That's funny. So you must be that city reporter. I warned you to stay away from here. Well, then you must be Harris. Well, now that I am here, what are you going to do about it? I'll show you. Now get your hands up, quick. Oh, a gun, huh? Yes, and I'll use it if you try any tricks. The leader gave strict orders you weren't to come up here. But since you did get in, I'll let him handle you. The leader? Ah, well, I'd like to meet this leader of yours. Ah, so you'd like to meet him, would you? Yes. Well, you're going to. And when you do, maybe you'll change your mind. Now, come on. Wait a minute. Who's that over near the gate? 
You'll find out. <laughs> You'll find out. A strange trip and a threatening ending. A walled village and an old man who warns of dangers that lie ahead. Who is the mysterious leader? Is he the white-robed old man with the tinkling bells? What deep, dark secret hangs over the town of Gravesend? And will Clark Kent be able to discover it? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! How Superman... Valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the oppressed. Superman, stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet. He walked about among ordinary men, disguised as mild Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. As you remember, Kent and Lois Lane had come to the mountain village of Gravesend in response to a letter from Lee Jenkins, one of the villagers, begging for aid against the mysterious terrors that beset the town. They were to meet Jenkins at the bridge five miles out of town, promptly at 11. But instead, the bridge exploded just as they crossed it. Driving on to Gravesend, they found the town surrounded by a high wall. Kent gave Lois a police whistle with which to call him in case she should be in any danger. Then he broke through the wall and was captured at the point of a gun by Bill Harris, the man who had first warned them to stay away. As our story continues, Harris is taking Kent to a mysterious person known as the leader... And suddenly the police whistle blows in the distance. Listen. Say, what's that? A whistle. Miss Lane. She must be in some sort of trouble. Hey, hey, where are you going? Sorry, Harris. No time to explain. Come back where I shoot. This is where Superman takes charge. All right, you asked for it. He's firing blindly into the dark. It hit me that time, but it bounced off. Well, I guess I'll have to take care of you, Harris, before anything else. Uh, hey, hey, who are you? No, don't let go of me. Not until I take that gun away from you. You might really hurt someone with it. Hey, no, no, hey, out, don't. Uh, 
That blow on the jaw will put you to sleep for a while. Now, back to the car to find out what's happening to Lois. Up! Up! And away! Faster! Faster! No time to lose! She wouldn't blow the whistle unless it was something serious. There's the gate. The car in front of it. No one there. Oh, yes, there she is. Sitting on the running board, crying. Down! Down! Oh, I heard you blow the whistle. What happened? Oh, he came out from behind the tree. He grabbed him. What? He shook me. I didn't know what to do. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who came out from behind the tree? Now, now, Miss Lane. Just try to relax and tell me what happened here. It it was that old man with the bell. The one we saw on the road. Oh, it was awful. Now, now, take it easy. Well, what did he want? I, I don't know. He struggled and I managed to blow the whistle. And he, he disappeared as suddenly as he came. Oh, didn't he say anything? Yes, he, he called himself Old Man Smith. Old Man Smith? Yeah. Said he was going to teach me not to meddle in other people's business. Oh. Well, that sounds like Harris had something to do with it. Just another warning. You think that's all it is? Oh, I'm sure of it. Harris is the man who telephoned the Daily Planet this morning warning us to stay away. He and this old man Smith want to keep us out of Gravesend. Well, why? Miss Lane, they have something here they want to hide. What should we do? There's only one thing to do, Miss Lane. Stay here overnight and investigate in the morning. Are you willing? Yes, I guess so. You can find a safe place. Yes, our first step is to find some shelter for the night. Some place where you'll be safe. I wonder. I have it. There must be a village elder here. Let's find his house. Village elder? Yes. The elder usually acts as mayor in small villages like this one. He could tell us where to put up for the night. But Mr. Kent, how will we find him? Yeah, that's so. I know. Harris will take us to him. Harris? Sure. Where is he? Oh, uh, he's just inside the gate. I, I had a little run-in with him. He uh, stumbled over a rock and knocked himself out. Come on. This will be where I left him. Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, Harris, must be coming too. Hurry. Um, um. All right, Harris, get up. You aren't hurt. Oh, no, please, please, don't hit me no more. He thinks I knocked him out. On your feet, Harris. Quick now. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, say, you almost broke my jaw. Well, you just do as I say, and we'll have no more trouble. Well, what do you want? Take us to your village elder's house. Village elder? Yes. You heard me. Oh, sure, sure. There's the elder. It's the first house across the road. All right. We'll lead the way, Harris. Come on, Miss Lane. Uh, uh, there it is. You see it? Oh, the one with the light burning in the window? Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, that's it. Uh-huh. It's a good thing he isn't asleep yet. Well, the elder hardly ever sleeps, miss. Well, uh, here we are now, now upstairs. Who is it? It's me, Elder, Bill Harris. Oh, just a moment, Harris. 
Uh, something wrong, Harry? There were some uh, some folks here to see you. Oh, oh, I see. Who are these people? Uh, city reporters, Helder. From the Daily Planet. Uh, uh, this man here busted into the village and, and he beat me up. Beat you up? Why? I can explain the whole thing, Elder. It was all an accident. If Harris hadn't pulled his gun on me, Is that I... true, Harris? Did you threaten this man with a gun? Well, you see, Elder, he, he, he got kind of robbed. And, and you tried to shoot him. Harris, I've told you time and again to keep your gun in its holster. But, uh, but... If uh, this I... happens again, I'll take away your badge. Now, go on home. You've caused enough trouble for one night. Well, all right. Oh, but and I, uh... another thing, Harris. You'd better stop and uh, see the old man... First, the old man. Oh, the old man, eh? Okay. Good night. Good night. Oh, we're sorry to have caused this trouble, Elder. On the contrary, I should apologize for my constable's bad behavior, Mister. Uh... Uh, Clark Kent is my name, Elder, and this is Miss Lois Lane. How do you Ms. do, Lane? Yes, indeed. Harris is becoming quite a problem. Too hot-headed. But what are we standing out here for? Come inside. I'll try to make up for the bad treatment you've been getting. Come in. Thank you. Sit down, both of you. Now, what can I do for you? Well, first of all, we'd like to find a place to spend the night. Spend the night? Yes. Why, bless you. You can stay right here with me. Oh, but we don't want to inconvenience you, Elder. No trouble at all. I'm alone in this big old house, and... Uh, Miss Lane, you look ill. Lois... Miss Lane, what's the matter? Oh, I feel dizzy. Just even that long drive and that old man. Frightened. Old man? Yes, Miss Lane had an unpleasant experience a few minutes ago. She was badly frightened by one of your villagers. Oh, that's too bad. I'm sorry. Miss Lane, you should go to bed immediately. Yes, I think I'd better. Ah, here. Let me help. Yes, come along. I'll show you to your room. Straight down the hall. Elder, do you know of someone called Old Man Smith? Smith? Yes. Of course. Wears a white robe and carries a string of bells. Uh-huh, that's him. He's a little unbalanced, Mr. Kent, but perfectly harmless. Oh, I see. And he's the man that gave Miss Lane her scare. Yes, he warned us not to come to Gravesend. <laughs> Poor old Smith, he's a sad case. Suffers from delusions. That's the reason for his odd costume. Mm -hmm. Say, Elder, please forgive my curiosity, but why do you have that wall around your village? <laughs> my boy, that wall has been here for a hundred years. Built by the first settlers to protect them from the Indians. I see. I think uh, Miss Lane ought to get to bed. Yes. Here we are, Miss Lane. This is your room. Oh, thank you ever so much, Elder. Oh, don't mention it. Good night. Good night, Miss Lane. Good night. Now, Mr. Kent, those questions you wanted to ask? Oh, yes, uh, about the pillar of fire. Where is it? <laughs> Nowhere, my boy. Nowhere at all. To my knowledge, it does not exist. But uh, uh, Mr. Jenkins of your village said it did. In a letter my editor received, he said the people were in deathly fear of it. Mr. Kent, that is ridiculous. Well, he wrote something about a leader. Said the pillar of fire was a sign that all the residents of Gravesend should leave. A leader? Yes. And who might he be? Well, don't you know? Why, I never heard of any such person here. Mr. Kent, I think I can explain. You see this house... It's over 300 years old. Yes. And almost all the houses in Gravesend are as old as this. As a consequence, the people who live in them get strange ideas born of ignorance and old age. You're Mr. Jenkins included. There is no leader, no pillar of fire. And the people are at liberty to stay here as long as they like. Oh, I see. 
But uh, we were supposed to meet Jenkins at the bridge. Instead, the bridge was blown up, destroyed. The bridge blown up? Why? Why, that's incredible. But Jenkins has been acting peculiarly lately. Perhaps he... Elder, one thing more. What about the disappearances among your people? The terror? What? Why? I, I really can't say. This is all beyond me. Say, that's Miss Lane. Bless my soul. That noise is coming from her room. Something's wrong. Come on, hurry. Lois, Miss Lane, what's the matter? Doesn't she answer, Mr. Kent? No, and the door is locked. We'll have to break it down. Impossible. It's too heavy. I, I run and get help. Good thing the elder's gone. Now Clark Kent can give way to Superman. And I don't need help to get through this door. There. There. That did it. I'm through. Lois, Miss Lane, where are you? Miss Lane! Miss Lane! Why, she isn't here. There's not a sign of her. The windows are barred, and the door was locked. And yet she's gone. Another mysterious disappearance. Lois Lane gone from a room with no exit. How will Superman find her? Where will he look? Is the old elder right? Are the dangers of Gravesend only the delusions of crazed minds? If not, where is Lois gone? What are Harris and Smith hiding? Who is the leader? Above all, what is the secret of the Walls village? Tune in next time and hear the thrilling climax of this strange story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot, on surprises, delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman... Champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, impervious to bullets, Superman, who mingles with ordinary men disguised as mild Cross Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When you last saw him, Cross Kent and Lois Lane had come to the walled mountain village of Gravesend in answer to a letter from Lee Jenkins begging for aid against the terrible pillar of fire that was driving the people from their homes. After dire warnings to stay away from Gravesend, Lois was seized by old man Smith. Kent rescued her and forced Harris, the suspicious acting constable, to take them to the village elder's house. After Lois went to bed, the elder told Kent that Jenkins was unbalanced, that the so-called pillar of fire did not exist, 
that the people were not being driven from Gravesend. And then suddenly they heard a scream from Lower Doom. They rushed to her door, found it locked. While the elder ran off to get help, Kenta's Superman broke down the door and found the room empty. Lois was gone. And the story continues today. Superman still searches the room Lois. for Lois. Listen. It's Lane. Where are you? Lois. Gone. The windows are barred and the door was locked and yet she's gone. Hold on now. The elder said this house was over 300 years old. There must be a secret passage somewhere. That's the only way she could have been taken out of here. Now we'll look for a hidden door, a panel. Tap the wall until we find one that rings hollow. This one's solid. No good. Try the other side. No, not in this wall. Not the third one. Not good again. Fourth wall is only a partition. Too narrow for a passageway. Must be one, and I've got to find it. Wait. That closet in the corner. Yes, this is it. Hollow. No time to waste looking for the panel release. I'll have to break right through. Back to give me a good start. And forward. Ah. Ah. I'm through. I was right. This passage only goes in one direction. The people that took Miss Lane must have come through here. No time to lose. If I ever had to race against time, I've got to now. As it seems to be going down into the earth. Uh, no one in sight yet. Faster. Faster before they get away. Faster. Through the underground passages of Gravesend, Block is a weird figure. Red cloak streaming in the wind. Superman races to the rescue of Lois Lane. Suddenly he comes to the end of the tunnel and out into the open. He stops short, momentarily startled by the sight that greets his eyes. A solid sheet of orange flame leaping hundreds of feet into the air. Great Scott, look at that flame. Must be the pillar of fire Jenkins spoke of. So the elder was wrong. The pillar of fire does exist. Wait, what's that up on the cliff? A figure. No, two figures. Why, it's old man Smith. And he's carrying Lois on his shoulders. I've got to get to them, and quickly. Up, up, and away! Smith can't see me through all this smoke, but I can see him. Lois seems limp, must have fainted. Smith's crawling dangerously along close to the cliff edge. He might slip. You, Smith! Put down that girl! Dang it! Oh, I can't see a thing! Who's there? Where are you? Where'd you come from? Never mind that now! Put down that girl, Smith! Wherever you are, stand back! Keep your distance! I got a gun! No use! You can't see me and you know it! I'm coming after you! <laughs> Darn this smoke! Stand back! I shoot! <laughs> Bullet bounce off me, Smith! Stop shooting and do as I say. Hey, you must be the devil himself. I'll get away from here. Look out. Careful of that girl, you fool. You'll go over the edge. Stay away. Stay away. Watch what you're doing. Look out, will you? Stop. Stop. I said stop. I'm stepping. I'm falling. Help. Scott. Gone. Both of them slipped over the edge. I'll have to work fast. Down. Down fast before they fall clear of the cliff. Down. Where are they? Oh, this smoke. There, I see them. Now then. Ah! Caught them in the nick of time. Now, back to the top of the cliff. Away from the flame. Up! 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 Oh, Miss Lane. Miss Lane, are you all right? 
Mr. Kent, what happened? How did you get here? Well, I heard you yell for help back at the house. Found that secret passage in your room and followed you. Where is that? Where's that old man? Smith? Right beside you, Miss Lane. Unconscious. You both fell off the cliff, slipped to that shelf below. Lucky I was able to find you and pull you up here. You're in flame over there. What is it? That's the pillar of fire. Now, Miss Lane, this is important. You remember the elder said the pillar of fire didn't exist? Oh, but it does. That's the point. That means he was probably also mistaken about Jenkins. And Jenkins may have been right when he said that the fire was being used to terrorize the people. Maybe old man Smith is in on the plot. We've got to make him talk. But he's unconscious. Well, he may have recovered. Let's have a look at him. Hey, his eyes are open. Smith, can you hear me? All right, then. For your own good, talk and talk fast. What are you and Harris up to? I ain't seeing him. You can't make me. Smith, I saved you from the fire once. <laughs> you better not try nothing on me. I may decide to throw you back. No, no, no. You wouldn't do that. Oh, wouldn't I? You might be wrong. Never mind. God almighty, put me down. Are you ready to talk? Down. Yes, yes. Oh, good. Now, where were you taking Miss Lane and why? To the cabin under the pillow of fire. The leader wants to get her out of the way. The leader, eh? Who is he? Gosh, no, no, don't, don't, don't ask me to do that. Oh, I guess you didn't believe me a moment ago, eh? No, 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 wait, I'll tell, I'll tell. Well? The leader is the village elder. What? The village elder? And he was only playing a game with us all the time he was acting so friendly. Yeah, when the bridge bombing went wrong and you got into town, he figured he'd get out the first class and fool you. Well, he certainly succeeded. Where's Jenkins? Dead. But I didn't do it. I did it after Jenkins found out about the pillar of fire. What about the pillar of fire? Why is it being used to frighten the people? Because he found a silver mine under it. A silver mine? Oh, yeah. The right belongs to the town. We pick the driveway to folks and buy up the land for ourselves. Where does the fire come from? It's natural gas. They only got some machinery from the city to control it. He can do anything he wants with it. Make it burn as high as mountains. Mr. Kent, it doesn't sound possible. I hardly believe it myself. Smith, are you sure you're telling us the truth? Don't help me. I know when I'm licked. All right, then. Lead the way. Why to? The cavern of the pillar of fire. I want to check up on that silver mine story of yours. No, no, no. You can't go down there. Why not? The Elden Hires are down there. Going to set flames, going full blast, burn up the village. What? Now? This minute? Yeah. That's why the Elden made me take the girl to get her and you out of the way. Oh, good heavens. Mr. Kent, all those people in the village. Miss Lane. Here. Here's Smith's gun. Keep it pointed at him. Don't let him get away. Well, Clark. Mr. Kent, where are you going? To the cavern. Maybe it isn't too late to stop them. You wait here. Here, now, I'm out of sight. This is another job for Superman. I'm going down there. Must stop that maniac in his fiendish plot. Down! Down! Through the plane! Down! Harris! Harris! How much of the oil is left with the pipe? Oh, there'll be 500 gallons, Elder. Do the pipes feed well? Yes, Smith and me went over them last night. Oil comes out on the hill and flows down to the town. Good. With that compressor pumped up enough air, the flames will reach the oil. That'll be the end of Brazen. Elder, the pressure gauge. 5,000 pounds. We let it build higher. The greater the pressure, the higher the flames. But the tanks can't take more than 7,000 pounds. They'll explode. Don't worry. I'll throw the switch in time. What's that? Elder, what? look. Look out. Who are you? What do you want? I'll save the explanation for later. Take your hand off that switch. Stop him, Harris. I said you get out. Harris, the switch. I, I can't get past him. 7,000 pounds pressure. 
Good heavens! Run, run, the days! They're going to explode! Get out of here! Great Scott. That compressor tank did explode. Caught the Elder and Harris in their own trap. That's the end of them. The walls of the cabin are falling in. Lock up the passages. I'll have to force some of those huge boulders out of the way. I'll try to break through over here, at the point where the pillar of fire used to be. By heavens, these rocks weigh tons and tons. There now. They seem to be giving a little. Yes, I can make it if I get that last big boulder out of the way. Now then, I've got to give it all my strength. It's going. Going. One last job. There. Ah, made it. Now, back to this lane. Up and away. Mrs. Kent. Mrs. Kent, where are you? Here I am, Miss Lane. Got back as soon as I could. Oh, that terrific explosion up there. I was afraid. What happened? That explosion was the end of the pillar of fire and the silver mine. Grown up. Buried deep in the earth. I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, good heavens. Say, where's old man Smith? He knew the gun wasn't loaded. He fired all the cartridges. He only had three, and when you left, he started to scramble down the rocks, and he caught the explosion. Oh, it was terrible. Well, anyway, they got their just desserts. Their loss is the town's gain. Now the people of Gravesend will be able to live in peace. Yeah. And the Daily Planet will have a swell story. Say, we better find a telephone and call Mr. White. Yeah, that's right. And if we do some fast driving, we can reach the city in time for the morning edition. Come on, Miss Lane. The pillar of fire destroyed. The village elder and his men caught in their own death-dealing trap. Clark Kent and Lois Lane win a great scoop for the Daily Planet. Once again, Superman scores in his ceaseless struggle in behalf of the weak and the oppressed. And for another thrilling story, don't forget to tune in next time and listen to the beginning of a new, exciting Superman adventure. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now... Superman, mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can twist steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to a target. Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. For some time, editor Perry White of the Daily Planet has been promising Clark Kent a vacation. So when Major Evans Dover, noted explorer and archaeologist, invited the young reporter to accompany him on an expedition to uncover further Mayan ruins in Central America, Editor White told Kent to go along and to consider the trip as a holiday. As our story opens today, Major Dover and Kent are flying southward in a big amphibian plane piloted by Jack Corboy, Dover's pilot. Below them, a wild river winds its way through the dense jungle of Central America. Listen. 
Jones, we're pretty close to our destination. Hardly seems any time at all since we took off, Major. Now we're over Central America. That's right. All we have to do now is follow the course of that river below, and we'll come to the native village where we make tents. How far is it, Jack? I seem to remember it's about five minutes flying time from that river bend directly below us, Major. Oh, then you've both been down here before. Yes. Poor boy, this is in my last trip. He's a seasoned explorer by now. I may be seasoned, but I'll never get over that creepy feeling I have when those natives suddenly appear out of nowhere beside you or behind you. <laughs> Listen to him, Ken. He's been flying for 20 years, yet he still gets creepy feelings. <laughs> I always know what my plane's going to do. That's more you can say about those natives. No, sir, I don't trust any of them. Well, this time, Jack, you can spend most of your time with the ship. I've got Ken to help me now. I imagine it's pretty exciting, Major. Digging around among ruins, thousands of years old. Yes, it is, Ken. You can uncover some mighty strange and amazing things. You see, the Mayas developed one of the oldest and most advanced civilizations in this part of the world. Their descendants sure have forgotten a lot of things, then. Are there Mayas in this village where we're making camp? The branch of that race, yes. The Scoboy hinted they're not nearly as civilized as their ancestors were. As a matter of fact, they can be a pretty vicious lot. Hey, they're not cannibals, are they? <laughs> oh, no. I guess they used to be headhunters. But since white expeditions have been coming to this part of the country, they've toned down a lot. In fact, some of the more intelligent of the natives speak a sort of broken English. But you've got to keep a sharp eye on them all the time, Mr. Kent. Do they object to explorers investigating the ruins, Mr. No, no. Not as long as we keep away from their sacred temples. I think. As a matter of fact, they're rather interested in seeing what we dig up. But the minute you start monkeying around with their pet gods and goddesses, look out. I imagine, then, that you don't tackle any of the sacred temples, eh? Well, I'm mainly interested in Mayan art and records and, well, you know, that sort of thing. Uh What was the cause of the trouble you had with that native high priest the last time we were down, Major? (laughs) I guess he thought I hadn't given him as valuable presents as I gave the chief of the tribe. But I'll make up for it this time. I brought along plenty of needles and bright-colored cloth and tobacco. Well, we should get a royal welcome. (laughs) I sure hope so, because I've promised my editor a series of stories on this Mayan country... I'd hate to have to pull out before I got the material. Oh, we won't have any trouble, Kent. If we should decide to have a look at any of the sacred temples, we'll be very cautious about it. There's a village up ahead, Major. By George, that's right. Look over there, Kent. You can see the tops of one or two of the highest temples rising above the trees. Where? Ahead and to the left, you see? Oh, yes, I see them. Is that smoke coming from the native village? Yes, we'll land on the river, then moor the plane to a tree on the bank. I suppose we'll make camp as soon as we land. No, the first thing we'll do is pay our respects to the chief of the tribe and distribute gifts. Oh, I hope that old fire eater Kamado has passed on to his ancestors. <laughs> Cowboy means the high priest, and I must say I agree with him. But I'm counting on Castle still being chief. He was very friendly. Oh, what do you do, Major? Hire natives to help you with your excavations? Yes, I give them each a yard of colored cloth a day, and they work themselves to the bone for me. When will we start excavating? Well, up to tomorrow. Today, we'll visit the chief, arrange for native labor, and set up our camp. Then I'll take you out among the ruins to have a look around. Well, that'll be fine, Major. I'm mighty anxious to see them. Hang on, men. Put a circle for a landing. I tell you, this looks like it's going to be an adventure. Late that same afternoon, as the orange disk of a blazing sun meets the horizon, Kent and Major Dover make their way along a narrow jungle path to the Mayan ruins near the native village. Oh, that's old Kent. Those vines will trip you up if you don't watch your steps. Oh, this is really a jungle we're traveling through, Major. I never saw such dense underbrush. Yes. And the trees, while well, you can't even see the sky. Well, we'll be out of it and among the ruins in a little while. Say, that, uh, that high priest seemed pretty unfriendly, didn't he? Yes. I'm sure if Tomado had his way, we wouldn't have received any native help at all. 
Look, I, I deserve warning you now, friend. You'll have to watch out for that high priest, Tomato. He evidently got it in for me. I'll watch him carefully, Major. Now, look ahead of you, boy. Oh, what a sight. There you are, Kent. You're looking at the ancient million city of a packet Good I had no idea it would be like this. Hey, some of those buildings don't look like ruins at all. That's right. Perfect state of preservation. Look at that temple over there to your right. Oh, Major, that thing must be at least a hundred feet high. That's the Temple of Warriors. Come on, we'll get a better look at it. You mean to say that's been excavated? Well, not entirely. You see, it was built on a sort of pyramid, the top of which has been cut off. Oh, one building built on another, eh? Yes. It's the buildings underneath that these scientists are interested in now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, if you look closely, you can see some of the Mayan inscriptions. Oh. There's a serpent symbol, and there's a... Major Dover, look out! Major Dover! Major Dover! Oh, he's out. Completely out. I guess I shoved him too hard. He must have hit his head against the temple. But that huge stone didn't fall by accident. And there's another! Somebody on top of this temple who's deliberately trying to kill us. I think it's time Superman took a hand. Dover will be unconscious long enough for me to investigate at the top of the temple. Up! Up! And away! He's getting set to roll another stone down. Too late, my friend. Down to the roof. Down! Down! Here you go. Don't try to run away. Oh, you want to fight, do you? All right, how's this? Oh, no. You don't get away. I want to talk to you. No, no, no. No great white bird. No harm. No harm. I won't hurt you if you talk. Why did you try to kill us? Who told you to push those stones down on us? Give out and say, kill. I priest, eh? Why does he want us killed? No, 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 tell. Oh, yes, you will, or I'll. No, no. Give out What about Kimado? Give out and say, you come think God is Esther. Give out and say, Poison dark. I killed him instantly. Poor devil, he was just about to tell me something important. Well, we'll go after that dart thrower. Major Dover, he's come too. No time now to catch that dart thrower. I've got to get back before Dover sees me. Down the other side of the temple. Down, down. Here I am, Major Dover. Are you all right? Well, what happened? Couldn't have been, Kent. Well, there was a native on top of this temple hurling huge stones down on us. I saw the first one coming down, and I shoved you aside just in time. But as you fell, you struck your head on the temple wall, and it knocked you out. You say a native hurled stones down on us? Yes, deliberately. But how do you know? Well, I saw him. I ran around to the other side of the temple and caught him just as he came up. Could you get anything out of him? Yes, I... Well, I, I made him talk. Well, what did he say? He babbled something about the high priest ordering him to kill us. Oh. The Kamado does know. Kamado? So it's what, Major? Oh, nothing, nothing. What is the nature? He was killed as I was talking to him, poor fellow. Poison dark came out of nowhere and got him in the back. Yes. Yes, we've got to look out for things like that. The natives have a sort of a stick called a creature. which they can throw poison darts with amazing accuracy. Major Dover, why should the high priest want to kill us? Well, uh, I haven't any idea, but... It appears to be in serious danger, Kent. But danger from what? We haven't done anything. Well, uh, that is a puzzle to me, too. Major, who or what is the goddess Ashtar? Goddess Ashtar? Yes. 
But you know about the goddess Ashtar, Kim. Nothing. Why are you so excited, Major? Where did you hear of the goddess Ashtar? Well, then maybe if I caught mumble something about Kamado, the high priest, saying that you would come to take away the goddess Ashtar. Look here, Kim. Might as well tell you the truth. The truth? Yes. I told you I'd come down here to uncover further neon ruins. But that's not the entire purpose of this expedition. What do you mean? I asked you to come along with me because I needed a resourceful young man. One who wouldn't be afraid to meet danger. Major, you're talking in riddles. And I'm down here after one of the most amazing and unbelievable wonders of the modern world. Oh, but what's that to do with this goddess Ashton? Well, let's get back to Kent first, and I'll tell you. I've been among these ruins is dangerous. Yes, I'm beginning to believe that. I'll tell you this much now, Kent. If we're successful, we'll both become world famous. Yes, we'll be lurking behind every jungle tree around the corner of every temple and building as long as we're here. It's cut, Major. What is all this? It's a gigantic gamble, Kent. A fate of fame or death. Come on. What is this amazing and unbelievable thing Major Dover is seeking among the Mayan ruins of Central America? Why is the search so dangerous? And why should death be the penalty for failure? What lies ahead for Clark Kent? Tune in next time and follow this exciting story of perilous jungle adventure with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky. Look, it's a plane. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman! Champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice. His unbelievable strength is far beyond that of mortal men. Superman, who wages a constant fight against crime and oppression, disguised as mild-mannered Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. On a vacation trip, Kent flew down to Central America with Major Evans Dover, noted explorer and archaeologist, and Jack Corboy, the Major's pilot, to uncover further ruins of an ancient Mayan city deep in the jungle. After paying their respects to Tasso, the chief, and Kamado, the high priest of the native tribe whose village adjoins the ruins, Dover and Kent set up camp, and then went out to inspect the half-buried city. While they were examining a temple, a heavy stone was hurled down on them, knocking Dover unconscious. Kent, changing to Superman, caught the native who had dislodged the stone, and forced him to confess that Kamado, high priest of the tribe, had ordered the death of the two white men who had come in search of the goddess Asher. When Dover regained consciousness, Kent asked him about the goddess. Greatly excited, Dover promised to tell Kent the amazing secret of Asta when they reached camp. If he joined them now, they had just gained the clearing where their tent to sit. Jack Corboy, the pilot, was coming toward them. Listen. I wonder what Corboy was doing up here, Kent. I thought he was supposed to stay with the plane. Oh, so did I. What's the matter, Jack? Hey, where did you two go? Waiting for you almost an hour. I was showing some of the temples, and we, well, we didn't realize how long we'd been. The chief wants to see you, Major. Chester, what does he want? I don't know. A native boy brought the message just after I got here. Said you were going to go and see Castle. You suppose something's wrong, Major? <laughs> no, the old codger probably wants to feed some more gifts out of me. 
They'll have to wait. Listen, I've got something important to tell you, too. Well, you say that, I smell truck. Let's sit down here in front of my tent. I'm going to tell you the most astounding thing you ever heard. Well, I pull this log around so we can sit on it. But I'll catch it. What's the matter? Oh, Lord. There's a tarantula as big as a silver dollar right on the end of that log where you were going to grab it. Oh. Uh, I got to warn you about that sort of thing, Kent. In the jungle, you have to examine everything very carefully before you touch it. Yeah, I see that now. Thanks a lot, Cowboy. I got it. Now, listen, you two. What I'm going to tell you must never be mentioned in the hearing of any of the natives that will value your lives. I knew it. Funny thing. You know this, Cowboy, but Kent doesn't. The ruling deity of this tribe is the goddess Ashtar. A woman? No, a mummy. Ashtar was one of the last of the ancient million princesses, Kent, and ruled this city centuries ago. When she died, her body was placed in one of the temples. The one we were looking at today? No. This is kept as one of the million secrets, one we've got to find out. If you live long enough. For hundreds of years, the remains of the princess Ashtar have been worshipped as a goddess by the natives. But instead of being a dried up mummy, that body is in a perfect state of preservation. Oh, you never told me that. How do you mean, Major? I mean that her hair and skin and features are like those of a living person. She is nearly asleep. Instead of one who's been dead for centuries. But that's impossible. It sounds impossible, Kent, but don't forget that the ancients knew a lot of embalming tricks that we know nothing about. At any rate, the goddess I don't have. What is it, Jack? I'm just calling through the tall grass behind you. It's a ไม่ได้เลยไม่ได้ไปไหนเราจะเห็นอะไรกันอยู่อ่ะดูสิครับเขาไม่ได้เจอเลยเขาไม่ได้เจอเลยเขาไม่ได้เจอเลยเขาไ
Scott can't asleep on a canvas cot inside his tent is suddenly awakened by shouts. Oh. Hello? Cowboy? Yes, what's up? Major here. I suppose so. I've been asleep. Look in his tent. He's not there. Where do you suppose he is? Something's happened to him. What makes you think that? A little while ago, old Hassel, the chief, came down the bank where the planes were. He's looking for the major. You say the major never showed up at the chief's hut after leaving here? Yes, not. Left him to be able to carry anyone on down the river. The last one was headed to the village. Wait a minute. Did the chief come for him? Yes, and when the major didn't show up, Hassel thought he was on the plane. You don't suppose the major suddenly decided to go scouting around among the ruins looking for Axe's temple, do you? <laughs> Georgie, she might have a thought. He's so excited about that money, he's got to do anything. If you ask me, I think he's crazy. You can't make me believe that... Oh, what's that? Don't you... Don't you, cowboy. It's a native. See what I told you about these birds beating up on you? Come over here. Friend. Friend. What do you want? Bring word. White chief. Do you mean Major Dover? Yeah. What about White Chief? Shemado Gulp. Down deep mother. That's the high priest, isn't it? Yes, he's to have the major. Where is he? Hey, hey what the... What, the native disappeared. He can't be far away. I'll get a cowboy. Wait a minute. You never catch him in the dark. Yeah, what did he do? Over life isn't worth a plug nickel if the high priest got him. That native said Shemado got the major down deep. Do you know what he meant? The only thing I can figure he meant is down the earth. Exactly. And that must mean one of the half-buried buildings some of the temples are built on. That's a good guess, but which one? There's, there's dozens of them. Oh, boy, I've got a hunch, and I'm going to follow it. In the meantime, you go back to the plane. No, I'll stick with you. You couldn't do anything alone in the jungle. You get lost in two minutes. No, I wouldn't. I'm not as, well, as inexperienced as you think. And besides, you ought to be on hand to guard the plane in case of an attack. That's right. What are you going to do? Well, you get back to the plane. I'll, I'll tell you more later. Okay, but I think you're crazy to try it alone. Oh, don't worry. I can take care of myself. And I'll come back to the plane as quickly as I can. All right. I'm on my way. Good luck. Thanks. Now that I've gotten rid of Corboy, Superman can get to work. I'll fly over the ruins and locate the temple where they're holding Dover. Up. Up. And away. Faster. Faster. Now, here we are over the ruins. There's the temple of the warriors. I wonder if my hunch was right. That supervision certainly is helpful now. Right, yes, by golly, there is over in a dungeon under the temple. I must get to him. Down, down. Thank heavens there are no natives around the entrance. Now to get in. Stone door solid, all right. But it can't stand up against Superman. There we are. Now down these steps, fast. Along this corridor. Ah, there's the dungeon up ahead. Naked guarding it. Faster. <laughs> Look at them run, scared to death. Good thing I won't have to stop and fight them. Ah, here we are. There's Dover lying on the floor in the dungeon. Looks as if he's done for. Ripping out this iron door ought to be easy. Ah, hope I'm not too late. Dover. Major Dover. Uh, it's Clark Kent, don't you? Uh, yes. Where am I? You're in the dungeon underneath the Temple of Warriors. The high priest captured you. Commando. Yes. King. King, who is done for? He got his boat. He didn't get me. I come to take you out of here. Uh, how? How did you get in? I, uh, well, the, the stone entrance door wasn't completely closed. Can you walk, Major? Uh, I guess, uh, I try hard. But I have to hurry. There was a native guarding this dungeon, but I chased him away. And uh, I... It's too late. The priest to come in and are the most bloodthirsty members of the tribe. Wait, what? We can make it if we run. It's no use to come in from both directions. Oh, I'm sorry I got into this tent. I haven't got us yet. But... Major, look. Look at that wall. 
A section swinging out. Oh, this is the end. The chief is coming through a secret passage. Silver, look. Someone is beckoning to us from behind that secret door. Come on. No, King, no, keep back. He's a trick. Trapped in an underground dungeon beneath the ruins of an ancient Mayan city deep in the Central American jungle, Doc Kenton majored over hesitation. Closer and closer come the fierce native priest, howling for revenge. There is only one way of escape through the secret door. But who can tell what danger is lurking there in the shadows? What will Kenton Major Dover do? Tune in next time and follow this exciting story of perilous jungle adventure with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!